Hey guys, I'm Sammy J, and we're back with season three of my podcast, Let's Be Real with Sammy J. As part of Gen Z, I love that my generation is inspiring change, and I'm so excited to talk to more celebrities, activists, athletes, and influencers to find out what they're passionate about, how they're changing the world, or helping others feel less alone. Season three is going to be exciting, revealing, and empowering. Listen to Let's Be Real with Sammy J on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. River Cafe Table 4 is a brand new podcast with me, Ruthie Rogers. Each week, I invite a special guest, such as Paul McCartney, to discuss their food memories. John Lennon and I hitchhiked to Paris, and we thought, oh, we've got to have a wine experience. We're in France. And we took a sip and thought, that is terrible. It's like vinegar. Listen to River Cafe Table 4 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. It's gone by now, right? No, I think they're still playing it. It's, you know, Vegas doesn't, there are not a whole lot of fly-by-night shows in Vegas. The thing is, there aren't a lot of fly-by-night shows in Vegas. That's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Love is actually really good. Especially, like, you know, when we first heard that Love record, and we're like, oh my god, this is almost like a new Beatles record. But to hear it on that speaker system with those performers in that area... It's amazing. Hmm. It's amazing. Oh, hey. Hi. Uh, uh, welcome to our record store. I'm Seth. And and actually, this isn't Tara. Tara's not here today. She's uh, feeling under the weather. So uh, uh, Scott the Mailman is just kind of hanging out. Y- y'all remember him. He's always hanging around here. Hey, everybody. Uh, but, but anyway, we're, 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 we're mostly just chit-chatting about Beatles right now. Um, you know, Scott, you know, on a, on a daily basis here, hanging out, doing our thing, we talk about lists that are, uh, subjective, you know, subject to an opinion, subjective, Mm -hmm. not objective, not like an object sitting on a shelf that you cannot deny, subjective. Is that what that means? That's how I memorize it, my little mnemonic device in my head. Mm. It's not an object, it's a subject. (laughs) Anyway, I've been fooling around with something, and I don't know if this is going to work. I've never tried this. This is the first time. I feel like sports people, you know, when you get like a result in sports, you know the answer. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They have like brackets and like stats, and they know the answer. It's It's not a debate who won the Super Bowl. They know. They got a system in place, right? I think so. Yeah, you and I aren't sports people. We no. don't really follow well, them. Some sports. We, we, we each have our our, our, our proclivities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan. I believe you like tennis quite a bit. Yeah, tennis, hockey yeah. is very good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we don't we don't know the brackets. That's not a thing I I know. Like like when I watch, I know baseball, there's like East Coast Conference, West Coast Conference. There's stuff like that. Yeah, but it's uh, when people do like fantasy football or not fantasy football. What's it called? March Madness basketball. Yeah. When people are yeah. filling out their March Madness brackets, the fact that they have 
and I assume this is the case, but the fact that they have all the teams and all the stats and all that stuff in their head, mm-hmm. and they're thinking about that and considering that when they're filling out their ballots is madness to me. Because you're like, how do you know every player on every team and how yes. how many baskets they got in the balls and all the courts <laughs> and the dribbles? How do you know all that? For everybody? And how they interact with one another, like if they're doing better this year than they were doing last year, all that stuff. Yeah. And um, I, I know for me personally, because, uh, yeah, the only sport I watch regularly is baseball, and I hate all the jibber-jabber and the numbers and the stats. Right. So I, I literally mute the television and listen to music while I watch baseball, and it's it's exactly what I want. It's right. mindless eye candy. It's basically a visualizer. Boy, <laughs> is it. And then I just get to listen to music, and it's an excuse. You know what I mean? I do so, know what you mean. So, so anyway, so I've been fooling around. I went online, and I found like these like build-a-bracket things and I feel like we can use them, use the sports know-how of the others, of the people who like and know sports statistics and whatnot, mm-hmm. and apply their objective statistics to a subjective matter such as music preference, okay? Okay, nerd. Yeah, <laughs> this may probably not work. <laughs> this may probably not work, <laughs> all right? But we're going to try it today. Right. And and we, we might as well start with, like, you know, the tip of the iceberg, the 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 the, the, the fucking uh, Lord of the Mountain. We're, we're starting with the Beatles. Oh, so okay? you could say the fool on the hill. Yo, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so here's what I've done. Uh, now, I think uh, canonically, if you go to, uh, you know, the Beatles website or if you ask, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sir jo- George Martin, I don't know if he's a sir, but well, he's, he's in dead. my book. <laughs> yeah, I know. But was he a sir? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Were they all sir All the All the Beatles? I don't think, uh, I don't think John was. I think he died before he got sir I also remember he got like some sort of award from the from the queen and he said, nah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's like an OBE, like the, the Order of the right. British Empire, which if I'm wrong, and I most certainly am. Oh, we're, we're talking a lot of shit. We yeah. don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> See, the school, it's way over there. And we're talking out of it. Way uh, out of school. But anyway, but I think anyway. John, yeah, I think John turned down his OBE. Yeah, I remember there was a hubbub about that in one of the Beatles biographies I read. Right. <laughs> or maybe he took it and then he returned it later. I think or that maybe, he, did, maybe he was like a Frank Cross and he took it and he said, this means a lot to me and then just left it in a cab right before uh, Christmas. And his brother, who's actually his brother, which is pretty cool. Not Brian Doyle Murray, but a different Murray. Not the one that was in Mad Men, but I think the one that was in Dharma and Greg. It's one of the Murrays. He's like, come on, Frank, because you gave me a, a, a shower curtain last year. Now I got a total VCR. That's you know, John we're just Lennon confusing people now. <laughs> this is this is no good. So, so here's what I've got. Here's what I've got. I've taken the 13 canonical Beatles albums. Okay, mm-hmm. the ones that the Parlophone ask, records. Yes, if you ask a Beatle and you say, "What are your records?" These are the 13 they'll list. Not okay. the compilations. Not the live albums. They're 13 quote unquote real albums. I popped them into this like automated bracket system thingamajig. And we're we're we're, we're going to do it because it's going to guide us. It's all we have to do is answer who answer who wins, and you and I have to decide. We have to come up with like a consensus between the two of us: what is good, what is bad, and like who wins between the two. Okay. Let me ask you a question. A little ground rule before we start. Yeah. Now, some people consider this not a canonical album. I do. I don't know if you do. Hmm. Um, Magical Mystery Tour. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's canonical. So so is Yellow Submarine. They they are both in there. I mean that's cool because some people consider them soundtracks, so they don't con- consider them part of like the canonical 
canon. But the I do. Beatles do. I listen to it. So as a I do. Exactly. Yeah. And pl- plus, when I bought my uh, fancy schmancy Beatles box set, mm-hmm. they're both in there. That's so true. So that's that's the word. That's you know. True. All right. Are you you ready to start this off? Let's bracket it. Okay. Now I'm going to play a little snippet from each album uh, right after I say its title, just so we're uh, you know we, we got a little bit of that flavor in our ears. We 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 know what we're saying from when we're saying it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. First up on this uh, fancy schmancy bracket thingamajig. We got Yellow Submarine. Versus with the Beatles. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Remember I'll always be true. Okay. So this seems like a pretty unfair way to start, but maybe that's the best way to do it. Because yeah. obviously I, ra- I randomized this. I did not plan this at all. Right. Um, he, uh, off the top of my head, with the Beatles is like, quote unquote, classic early Beatles. And the Beatles' Yellow Submarine is like, I don't want to call it leftover songs and a side B full of instrumentals, but that's how I consider it. Like like what like when someone says to me, quick elevator pitch on Yellow Submarine the album, I go, oh, you mean leftover songs and side B is all instrumentals? That's 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 my that's Here's my first the take issue, on it. Though Hit here's me. the issue. Yeah. Yes, you know you have the George Martin orchestral film score in the second half, which is great. It's great. It's good. It's not a, it's daily just not a Beatles album. No. But side one is a scorcher. You got Yellow Submarine, only yeah. another song, all Very together good. now. Very good. Hey Bulldog. It's all too much. Which, Very good. Fine. But, and then all you need is love. I mean, come on. First of all, and Hey Bulldog, that's one of their most hardest rockin' songs that people often forget. And it's True. really good. Because it was cut out of the movie. It was um, indeed. Yeah, okay. But let's let's look at With the Beatles real quick. We mm-hmm. got uh, It Won't Be Long, All I've Got to Do, All My Lovin', Don't Bother Me, Little Child, Till There Was You, Please, Mr. Postman, Roll Over Beethoven, Hold Me Tight, You Really Got a Hold on Me, I Want to Be Your Man, Devil in the Heart, Not a Second Time, and Money. Um, now, here's the deal. See, see, that's a lot of sameness. That's a lot of one flavor. And as a postman myself, mm-hmm. you know, Please Mr. Postman, great, 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 great song. Yeah. But they didn't write it. Or Roll Over Beethoven. That's also not theirs, obviously. Also not this theirs. Is, this is their skiffle days. Yeah. So you're right. The Beatles' Yellow Submarine is showing off more of their actual chops However, than with the Beatles. Yeah. It Won't Be Long, great song. All My Loving, one of the best. And then Hold Me Tight is a really fun one that doesn't get a lot of play very often. And I I love Hold Me Tight. Okay, I I have my decision. I have my decision. You ready? And I have mine. Excellent. Well, uh, you you give your opinion first. We'll see if we match. Based on the side one and just the embarrassment of riches on the side one, I'm going to have to go with Yellow Submarine. Oh, no, we disagree. (laughs) I was going to say because... (laughs) I was going to say that because the with the Beatles feels like an actual Beatles album, but Yellow Submarine has like a, um, it's got a mishmash vibe. It doesn't feel like a Beatles album. It feels like uh, a goulash. You know what I mean? With the Beatles feels like a, a Beatles album. Mm-hmm. All right. Have either of us changed our mind? <laughs> I, you changed my mind on one thing. What's that? On with the Beatles, you listen to side one, side two every time. You don't do that with Yellow Submarine. Ergo, I'm going to cede to you. Okay. All right. I, I I feel good about this. I'm locking in the score. Submit scores. 
Submit scores. I have to click it like three times. Submit scores. There we go. All right. <laughs> that has moved on. You ready for the next one? Ready. Wow. This actually, we could not have planned this better. Second, uh, second game, whatever they call it here. Second bracket. Mm -hmm. Second, whatever it is. We've got Beatles for sale. For tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. Someday. Versus Magical Mystery Tour. Okay. It's I almost mean, the same thing. Yeah, it's not though. Well, well, here's the difference. Both of those I would consider real albums. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, I, j j just for kicks, um, we both know what's on uh, Magical Mystery Tour, some of the best songs they've ever I written. I mean, it is, again, speaking of Scorchers, the whole yeah. way through, it's a Scorcher. Yeah. The, the only, um, let's see, is there anything downside on here? There's a couple of, like, mediocre Beatles songs, but none of these are stinkers at on, all. Wait, on Magical Mystery Tour? Yeah. What are the mediocre songs? Flying and Blue Jay Way. Nah, yeah, those are good songs. They're, they're, they're excellent songs in the world of songs. In well, the yeah. world of Beatles songs, they're mediocre. You know what I mean? I'll give you that. But now, we, yeah. what, the other one is what, Beatles for Sale? Beatles for Sale. Here's my stance on Beatles for Sale. To me, these are the eras of the Beatles. We got early Beatles. We got proto-good Beatles. We've got good Beatles, and then we've got late Beatles. Right. Okay, that's that to me is the eras of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Beatles for Sale falls right between early Beatles and proto-good Beatles. So it's kind of in like a no man's land, and there's nothing really too special about it. I think it's great, of course. Again, <laughs> let's just let's just say this so it's out of the way. All Beatles is good Beatles. It's all good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're arguing over like who has the best French uh, bean vanilla ice cream or something. You know what I mean? Like it's all good, True. you know? Um, so let's see here. We got no reply. This is on Beatles for sale. No mm -hmm. reply. I'm a loser. Babies in black, rock and roll music. I'll follow the sun. Mr. Moonlight, Kansas city, eight days a week, words of love, honey, don't every little thing. I don't want to spoil the party. What you're doing. Everybody's trying to be my baby. I mean, those are so all good songs. Yeah. Hit me. Eight Days a Week might be one of the best Beatles songs of all time. Yeah. However, however, when you look at Magical Mystery Tour, when you have Strawberry Fields, Penny Lane, The Fool on the Hill, Your Mother Should yeah. Know, it's just, yeah. you can't, like Eight Days a Week, great song, but you that can't stand up against hit after hit after hit after hit. It just can't. You're right. Side by side, there is no winning for Beatles for Sale. Are we agreed on this? Agreed. All right, I'm locking it in officially. Magical Mystery Tour is the winner of that game. <laughs> I don't know what we're calling these individual bouts. Yeah, I guess it's, you know, yeah. in, if, this, uh, uh, if this were basketball, that would be a game. Yes, yes. All right, next up, next up. Just popped up uh, on my screen. This one's getting a little harder, but I think I already know the answer, but, but let, let's go through it. Please, please me. As I write this letter, send my love to you. Versus help. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. Hey, you've got to hide. All right. 
Do we have to do this? I'm, I'm well, okay, okay. You know what? Let's let's not discuss it. Let's go straight to the answers and let's see if we if we agree straight off the bat. All you right. ready? Yeah. All right. Countdown. We'll go three, two, one, and then we'll both say our answer. Okay. Right. I'll I'll do the counting. We'll both say it at the same time. Okay. All right. And three, two, one. Help. help. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. We 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 don't we, for many of the same reasons we've already been through. Early Beatles is a grand, wonderful thing. Of course it is. But when, but when they reach their good years, it's the good years. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm looking at the, the lineup on here. And and first of all, the movie Help is just wonderful. That's the other thing. Yeah. When you think of Help, it's not just the album. It's, you yeah. know, it's like, hello, grandfather. Hello. You know? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Wait, no, no, that. Wait. Yeah, yeah. That is from... Uh, Hard Day's Night. You're right. That is Hard Day's Night. Yes. Fuck me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but but uh, one of my favorite Beatles songs ever is on Help. Can I which guess is... what it is? Oh, please, go. It, uh, yesterday would be too easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ticket to Ride is very good. I'm going to say... All right, I'm taking, a, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a risk on this one. I'm going to say I've just seen a face. That is an excellent one. But no, it's actually It's Only Love. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. It's Only Love is one of my first favorite Beatles songs. Right. Um, uh, I, I just adore it, especially the version on Beatles Anthology 2. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a fucking scorcher. That's Speaking of Beatles Anthology 2, if, yeah. if, if anybody else in this store has not heard this, go listen to um, uh, I'm Looking Through You, the alternate mm-hmm. take, where they do like little shakers and it's kind of a little like samba beat. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Now, just to be safe... Uh, I'm going through the playlist uh, for Please Please Me. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good stuff on here, but I just don't think it can compare with Help. I mean, P.S. I Love You is wonderful. Uh, a Taste of Honey, that's that's, that's mm-hmm. a fucking killer. Twist and Shout. Um, Misery, that's a fucking great one. Uh, so, so yeah, no, I, I think I think we, we, we agree. Please Please Me is great, but you're not beating Help. Help nah. is really, really good. Nah. Yeah. And Help, yeah. like, Help marks the transition to... Middle great Beatles could be, could be, could be. I think that's debatable, but but I think that's uh, something easy to debate. Really, and I think we agree on one thing, and we may have to show you know two things might have to bump up against each other later. We'll find out. But for now, please please me versus help. We agree. Help is the winner. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right, locking it in. Clickety click. All right, next up, we got Abbey Road. Okay. Versus Revolver. And in her eyes you see nothing. No sign of love behind the tears. Cried for no one. (laughs) It's a big'un. It's a big'un. Now, now I I think I know where I land on this right away just because of personal preferences, but let's, let's, let's talk it through a bit because I don't want to just jump to nostalgic conclusions. Well, now here's the thing. I've known you for a while, Seth. I've known your store for a while. I know, Mm -hmm. I know how you think and I know how you think about Beatles, but I'm, I'm interested to know if this has changed at all over the years. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on side two of Abbey Road? 
I think it does some interesting things. You know what I mean? Like, for example, that last little chunk mm-hmm. where one song goes into the next, goes into the next, goes into the next. Mm-hmm. That's some beautiful shit and real, real, real fun. And just like, it just shows some ingenuity and them trying some new things. And I really enjoy that. And the songs are good. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no question about that. The songs are good. Gosh, that's hard. That's, I mean, you want to hear my thinking? That that's happening in my head. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm going. Of course, it's a revolver. That's that's the thought in my head. Right. Because to me, revolver is right there on the tippity tip cusp of good Beatles. It is. It is like King Proto Beatles. You know what I mean? Like it's it's right before the tipping point. I, I think Revolver is nearly a perfect album. You you, you know what my least favorite moment on um, Revolver is? Maybe. Tell me. Taxman. See. Here's where we differ. What's that? Because well, you, I know you like the rock and rolling. I like George Harrison. Mm. I've always been a big George Harrison guy. I know you're a John guy, which is why I mean, yeah, John all like John hated the second half of Abbey Road. He just thought like that was a bunch of our throwaway junk that we just strung together. And yeah. I mean, it, the um, Abbey Road, especially the second half, feels very McCartney. You know what I mean? Like that's a McCartney well, yeah. feeling chunk of you music. You don't get right to there. Wings without the second half of Abbey Road. Oh, absolutely. You just don't. Like, that is... Yeah. Even, like, a song like Band on the Run, which is, like, four songs in one, mm-hmm. you can tell, like, that, that that you know, the nascent uh, uh, wings was... was, was were, They were blooming on the second half of Abbey Road. Now, the problem, Seth, the problem with Abbey Road, to me, is not the Paul side. It's the John side. Whoa, you're saying side A is no good? No, I'm not saying it's no good. Again, okay. all, all Beatles is good yeah, Beatles. Right. <laughs> we, we're going to keep reminding ourselves that there is no bad Beatles. <laughs> like, Come Together, great song. Something overplayed, but it's that 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 middle, you know, when they do the little uh, walk down, yeah. you know, you're asking me, if, oh, no, no, amazing. Yeah. Silver and then, Hammer. Yeah, when the tempo picks up and the little the little like strumming of the um of the banjo. Oh, love right it. The, I always assume it's a banjo. Might but be a banjo. Might be a mandolin. There. Might be a banjo. Right. Who but knows? Clunk, clunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Maxwell so good. Silverhammer. That's a lot yeah. of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, darling. Nah, go fuck yourself. Don't care. <laughs> Octopus's Garden. Really fun. I want you to see mm-hmm. show, She's So Heavy. Fuck off. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's boring. <laughs> it's boring. For. Again, you know why? Great, because John, but, yes. who was a great genius, and blah 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 blah. We all know that. We know that John's a genius, and John, John was probably you know the 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 reason that the Beatles were pushed to where they were. I know, I'm not yeah. not giving Paul his due, nor George, nor even Ringo, well, but John yeah. was the guy that you know. To quote Ray Bradbury, he would jump off the cliff and build his wings on the way down. Oh yeah, he was Pipkin for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I want you to see she's so heavy is John's one hang up, I believe, was his love of blues, which yeah. did not serve him as well as it served Keith Richards. Because Keith oh, Richards, he took blues and made it into Keith Richards. When John did it, it almost like he was doing a blues impression. And he took kind of the most basic building blocks of blues where... Keith would, you know, bend and shift it to kind of make it his own thing. Now, I'm not saying that Keith didn't play normal blues, too. He did. But when John did it, you expected so much more from John. And that's why songs like Oh Darling 
and um, which Oh Darling isn't really blues, but I want you to see She's So Heavy is kind of that that grungy kind of bar blues kind of thing. I just, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Well, I, I think we have the answer by looking at the back of, of Revolver. Okay. I'm, I'm just going li- to just cherry pick a few of the gems here. Lay it out. It, it, from, from back to front. Um, we got Tomorrow Never Knows. Mm-hmm. We got For No One. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Good Day Sunshine. Mm-hmm. We got um, uh, uh, I'm Only Sleeping. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think I'm about to basically slam dunk this right here. We got Eleanor Rigby. You got Eleanor I Rigby. Mean, I mean, I don't think the album that contains one of the best Beatles songs ever, Eleanor Rigby, could be the loser, right? No. So, so I, are we in agreement? It's Revolver? It's Revolver. All right. Locking it in. Next up. Whew. This one's going to be harder. This right. one's going to be a lot harder. It's, well, getting... it's going to get harder from here on in. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. This one's going to be tough. Get ready. We got Let It Be. Versus A Hard Day's Night. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard. Um, I got mine already. <laughs> All right, let's 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 try it again. Three, two, one, and we'll say. Okay, All ready? Right. I'll, I'll count it down. Okay, and three, two, one. A hard, a hard day's, day's night. night. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think for many of the reasons that we just stated, that's why. Let It Be is, at least in my opinion, the least successful Beatles album is because I think both John and Paul pushed themselves to the limits of what makes me dislike them the most, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And again, um, not that Let It Be isn't a bad song. Two of Us is a great song. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, you Absolutely. know, uh, I even like uh, 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 Dig a Pony. I love Get Back. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't like The Long and Winding Road on this version. No. However, however, <laughs> on Let It Be Naked, I do like yes. The Long and Winding Road because I think oh, Phil Spector fucked it up. I like it, it better. <laughs> but it's, True. But let's also, let's, me, let's also give credit where credit's due. This has got to cross the universe on it. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, but... All right, all right, but but so so we know the downsides of that. Let's look at a hard day's night, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they, it's got the song "A Hard Day's Night." What? Um, <laughs> it's got "Can't Buy Me Love." That's mm-hmm. a that's a fucking classic. Um, I mean, so all these are good. I'll cry instead, anytime at all. And I love her. Yeah, I should have known I mean, better. I, I think the because here's the difference. I think that a hard day's night is all. Uh, straight B's, okay? And I think Let It Be is a bunch of C's with a couple of A's in there, all right? I think Hard Day's Night being straight B's is a little harsh because to me, a Hard Day's Night... That's a good point. Is You know what? I think we just sold it even more. It's a bunch of B's with a few A's in there, that's too. That's the thing. So It's it, a pretty good the, report card on Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I, not I think, the I think best we, early Beatles, but it's a pretty <laughs> damn good representation, and it's got the movie. So I think we agree on that. Then Hard yeah. Day's Night moving forward. Yeah, all right. Sorry, let it be. That completes round one. Oh boy. <gasps> okay, this is this is amazing, and I think we're making some good progress here. But I need a cup of coffee 
because I enjoy coffee and I want to drink it while I'm uh, uh, enjoying the rest of our brackets. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's go take a little coffee break. What do you say? I think that sounds good. I like coffee. All right, we'll, we'll get a coffee break. We'll come back and finish off these brackets. The powerful new iPhone 13 Pro is here with the most advanced camera in an iPhone. And T-Mobile is the place to get it. This new cinematic mode turned my travel videos into a filmmaking masterpiece. Get the most out of your new iPhone on America's largest, fastest 5G network. And posting. Whoa, that was fast. And now you can get iPhone 13 Pro on us with eligible trade-in and plan and upgrade forever. So I can always have a new iPhone? Yep, forever. Lock in the trade-in value of your new iPhone up to 800 bucks every two years for your next upgrade. Get iPhone 13 Pro on us right now and upgrade forever only at T-Mobile. With max plan and on us now via 30 monthly bill credits for well-qualified buyers plus tax. Contact us before canceling service to continue credits on current device or credits stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. Fastest based on average overall 5G speeds according to Open Signal Awards and USA 5G user experience report July 2021. See t This episode is brought to you by The Last Duel, a film by Ridley Scott, director of Gladiator. Witness the true story of one woman who defied a kingdom and made history. Starring Academy Award winners Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Academy Award nominee Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer, who gives a performance critics say will be remembered come Oscar time. The script was written by Academy Award nominee Nicole Hall of Center, as well as Affleck and Damon. The Last Duel, now playing only in theaters. It's the coldest of cold cases. Five women murdered and mutilated in Victorian London. But trust me, everything you think you know about Jack the Ripper and his victims is wrong. I'm historian Hallie Rubenhold, and when I went back into the records, it became clear that the real story of those murdered women is richer and far more disturbing than we'd ever been told. Listen to Bad Women, The Ripper Retold on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to get real tough starting now. Okay. okay. Uh, round two. First game. Rubber Soul. Versus with the Beatles. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Okay. Okay. So so Rubber Soul's in here now. R- rubber Soul has entered the competition. Rubber Soul is a fucking sledgehammer. Yes. Like r- r- Rubber Soul is, I mean, it's hard to say favorite Beatles album, but it, it it's amongst them. It's, it's amongst my like top three. Because here's the thing. I mean, I have a little bit of a bias when it comes to the song Drive My Car because there was this radio station back in Washington State where they would do the beep, 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 yeah, every five fucking <laughs> seconds. So I have a little hot tart time with that. But that leads the album. Once you get away from that, you got Norwegian Wood. You got You Won't yeah. See Me. You got fucking mm. Nowhere Man with all those harmonies. You got Think you got For Michelle. Yourself, a George Harrison gem. You got the yeah. word Michelle, what goes on? Girl, I'm looking through you in my life. Come on. In My Life is one of the best songs ever written. 
I, I don't I don't think with the Beatles can 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 it hold up against this. It can't. No. No. Rubber because because to me, rubber soul, um, if you're not in the mood for perfect Beatles, which to me is like, you know, uh the 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 Sgt. Pepper's well, we'll white get there. album we'll era. Get there. Yes. We'll get there. If you're not in the mood for that era of Beatles, Rubber Soul is perfect early Beatles because it has all the benefits of early Beatles and all the benefits of, of good era Beatles. It's just a nice little sweet spot between the two where you get to enjoy both. See, it's interesting you know? that you call Rubber Soul early Beatles. To me, Rubber Soul doesn't I think, even... I think it's the end of early Beatles. See, like, I, think I, I think it's... You think it's the beginning of good Beatles? See, I think Help Through Rubber Soul is what I call middle Beatles. Help Through Rubber Soul. That's okay, middle Beatles okay. because okay. it's too different from early Beatles, but we're yeah. not yet to, to the best Beatles. It's middle Beatles. That's where they are, you know, basically taken over and like most of their out, al- most of those albums, uh, Help, Rubber Soul and Revolver are all written by the Beatles. In fact, I think yeah. Rubber Soul and Revolver both are written completely by the Beatles. I think there's a few songs on Help that they didn't write, mm-hmm. but you know, in Norwegian Wood, you get the sitar. Right, you get the multi-part harmonies in Nowhere Man that you're going to find on um, the White Album and Magical Mystery Tour and Sgt. Pepper's. You don't find those things on the early Beatles records. Early Beatles records are the songs that you would hear growing up on an oldies station because they could slot in with Herman's Hermits. They could slot in with Dion and the Bellmans. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Exactly. You do not put Nowhere Man in the same realm as Herman's Hermits. I love Herman's Hermits, but you just don't. So that's yeah. because they are middle Beatles. Middle Beatles, their hair's a little longer. They're getting some mustaches. They're getting a little older. They're they're pushing things a little further. George Martin is pushing them a little further in the studio. They're not just doing covers. That ain't early Beatles, man. I, I don't think this is even a debate. Rubber Soul wins, right? Rubber Soul wins. Submit scores. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Ooh, this one, this one's going to be uh, tough. We got two movies squaring off against each other. Okay. You ready? Yep. I, I think I already know what my answer is, but here we go. Magical Mystery Tour. Mm-hmm. Versus Help. I've just seen a face I can't forget the time or place where we just met. She's just a girl for me, and I want all the world to see we've met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I can say it. Magical Mystery Tour is a hits bonanza. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I don't mean like Billboard hits. I mean just like the golden songs of the Beatles. Magical right. Mystery Tour has... So many, so many. It's it's almost unfair, you it's know? It's one of my, how do I put this? It's one of my least listened to yet most favorite Beatles records. Because well, It almost doesn't feel like an album. That's you the know? thing. Because I, yeah. I always kind of like, even if I'm going through my records or I've the, you know, the, the, the Beatles and mono box set, like you, you're kind of slipping through. For whatever reason, my eyes kind of glaze over when I see the Magical Mystery Tour album cover. And I don't know why. It might That might be some weird holdover from childhood. I'm not sure. But every time you put it on, you go, my God, every single one of these blow the storm up. They're amazing. Well, get this too. Whenever I hear the song, Your Mother Should Know, for some reason, that song is just under the radar enough for me that it feels like a new Beatles song when I hear it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh yeah, the Beatles are great. (laughs) (laughs) Has anybody else heard this? 
this is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, even like when you think about the movie too, and they've all got the tuxedos on and they're walking down the stairs, kind of like on the Busby, yes. Busby Berkeley kind of set. It's amazing. Yeah. That is it a is. perfect song. I, I don't think this is a competition. I think Magical Mystery Tour blows it out of the water. Yep. Do you agree? Yep. All right. There we go. Locking in the votes. Oh, oh, no. here comes a debate. I think I know where I'm going to land on this, but here comes a debate. I'm afraid I know what this is. You no, well, maybe who knows? We're down to just a few albums left. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Uh huh. Versus Revolver. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I, 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 mean, I, again, I think I know I'm going to come down on this one. Me too. I think it's close. I think it's very close. But here's the difference to me, and um, I think most people would agree with this. Again, we're going for objective here, right. and I think most most people will agree with what I'm about to say. I think Revolver is a nearly perfect album, and I think Sgt. Pepper's is an actual perfect album. Yeah, I completely would, would agree. Would you agree with that? Completely agree. So we don't need to debate this? That's that's the answer there, right? I know. It hurts to say it, but it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. No, that's true. It's, yeah, it's going to be Sgt. Pepper's. I'm locking it in. Oh, this next one's going to be actually very, very easy. Get ready. <laughs> It's almost unfair that these two face off against each other when this one is making its first appearance in the brackets right here in round two. All right. Here we go. It is The Beatles, a.k.a. The White Album. Versus A Hard Day's Night. I don't need to hug or hold you tight. I just want to dance with you all night. In this world, there's nothing I would rather do. Oh, geez. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who will we choose? <laughs> it's unfair. It's unfair that those two have to face off against each other because it's, it's, it's clearly the White Album. It's clearly. The White Album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything we need to say to, <laughs> to defend that? I don't think there is, right? I mean... No, no. The the Beatles' White Album is uh, debatably their best album. Depends on who you ask. (laughs) I said debatably. Debatably. Yes, you did. You did. You covered your tracks. Yes. Um, But Hard Day's Night, there would be a very rare person that would say, no, now that's the best Beatles album. That's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Well, not never, but if if you get 100... I, I've never met anybody that said A Hard Day's Night is the, their favorite Beatles record or the best Beatles record. It's great. No. It's yeah. great. But how many people tell you the White Album is the best or their favorite? Not many, many. actually. Oof. Only, Open honestly, your you're the only person I know. You are the only person I know who thinks that the White Album is, debatably, the best Beatles record. Yeah, yeah. But I, for the sake of these brackets, numerically... I think the White Album can de- it can be considered definitely better than A Hard Day's Night. Oh, yes, without a doubt. I'm I'm clocking in the votes. The White Album moves forward. Hard Day's Night sits exactly where it is. And get this, we're moving on to round three. Oh boy! All right, okay. we're getting close. Okay, we're getting close. This will determine 
Um, who moves on to the final round? Oh boy, finals. Uh, and then, Sports. of course, the, the two losers from this bracket will go against each other to figure out who third place is. Okay, okay? that's so, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah. Uh, for, oh, man, oh, man. This one's tough. So get on your, your old debating shoes. Hold on. Hold uh, on. <laughs> Here we go. No, hold on a second, man. That's fucking their new shoes. Okay, God. I'm ready. <laughs> Gotta lace them up. <laughs> and, well, and Velcro, because... <laughs> and they got that little tissue paper stuck in the toe. You gotta first you put your foot in, and then you go, oh, and no, you go, take oh, a shoe boy, off. look what happened there. And your toe <laughs> just goes, hey, I don't appreciate this. And then you pull it out, and then then you slide your shoe in, and then the tongue kind of gets dragged down underneath the laces. Then you gotta go, oh man, I'll tell you, for a pair of BK Ratch Deck debate shoes, <laughs> these are <laughs> been a real bear. Well, here we go. All right. This is gonna be a big one. This one's gonna be hard. Okay. Rubber soul. Versus Magical Mystery Tour. Okay. Yeah. I- I think I know where I, where, where I stand on this for a very specific reason. Me too. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, uh, please, you go first. So, uh, we're talking Revolver versus Magical Mystery Tour? No, no, no. Rubber Soul Same versus thing. Magical Mystery Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come In on. Anyways. Come on. Rubber Soul and Revolver is basically Kid A Amnesiac of the Beatles. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I truly believe that. Actually, if I was to really make an equivalence, I would say that... If Sgt. Pepper's is Kid A, Revolver is actually, okay, Computer, and the Benz is Rubber Soul. I think I think that equivalency still stacks up. I don't know, man, because Rubber Soul and Revolver were recorded at the same time, and they were basically just split out into two albums, much like Kid A and Amnesiac. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying quality-wise. Or even in the structure of their career path. No, but yes. like I'm just saying like this is, they're basically kind of one record. You know, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, both great, yeah, and I love them as mm-hmm. separate records. But who are we kidding? They were all in the same studio at the same time, and they both start with a corny rock and roll song that <laughs> kind of ruined the album a bit. <laughs> oh, well, are you talking about Amnesiac and Revolver? Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about Rubber Soul and Revolver. Oh, yeah. it's Taxman and Drive My Car. They're both yeah. like, Get ready, everybody, rock and roll. And everyone's like, What? No, that's not why we're here anymore, buddy. They're like, Oh, oh. good. Here's here's Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> And here's Norwegian Wood. See, they they turn it on on, on a dime that right there. That is true. Yeah. They 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 hook all the they hook all the normies. <laughs> Being like, hey, yes. I like rock and roll. <laughs> and then what is this? A string quartet. I don't know why they're Slavic. <laughs> well, they they hung out in Hamburg, so I guess that hey, does something to them. That's, I don't that's know. true. That they did. But 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 here's oh but did you I I, I don't remember you giving your stance though. Okay. Um, between these two, Magical Mystery Tour, Rubber Soul. Now, Rubber Soul, uh, we, you know, we stated one of the best records out there, but Magical yep. Mystery Tour, because of the surprise ability, I always forget mm-hmm. everything that's on Magical Mystery Tour. So when I listen yeah. to it, even though I've listened to it probably 200 times in my life. It's the, it's still the least. Still the least. And so every time I put it on, I go, yeah. oh, yeah, this is on here. Rubber Soul. I know that record like the back of my hand from top to tails. There's nothing that ever surprises me. There's nothing that goes, oh, yeah, I forgot this was on Rubber Soul. And so for that, I have to give the edge to Magical Mystery Tour. 
See, I, I initially was thinking that Rubber Soul is clearly the best because of this. Rubber Soul feels like an album, and Magical Mystery Tour feels like a collection of a perfect era of Beatles singles. You know what I mean? And, but, but here's the difference. Here's the difference. You're right. Rubber Soul doesn't surprise me. But fucking Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane back to back? You're going to tell me that's not just like absolute melted gold? It's that's, melted that's gold. That's perfection. Yeah. It's, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Like when it comes to music in the world, <laughs> Strawberry Fields Forever going directly into Penny Lane is about as good as it I mean, gets. That's, that's Ginger and Marianne combined. <laughs> That's why we're friends, Scott. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, I just, I just don't think Rubber Soul can compete with that. No, it I just can't. don't think it can. I mean, obviously, the if if uh, Magical Mystery Tour is 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 uh, an A plus plus, then Rubber Soul is an A plus. Easily, you know, easily. So. But, but yeah, you're right. Magical Mystery Tour continues, which I am astonished well, by. The thing, also to remember, like, moving forward, there are no losers from net here on out. Like, the, it, I mean, there's like, no losers, period. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the world. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to the losers album. when we get to the Ringo's All-Star Band brackets. Mm, yes. We'll, we'll get to that another day. <laughs> Today, Today's a good day. True. All right. All right. Here we go. Like I said, it's, all, it's only going to be hard from now on. All right. Next up. Oh, boy. I can already see it. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, God. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in And stops my mind from wandering Where it will go Versus the White Album. Oh, God. All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive I, I mean, all right. I'm I gonna mean, let you. I'm, I'm gonna. I want to hear your thoughts before I say anything, because I know what I think. I know what yes. I think, but I want to hear your thoughts. All right. Now, in debate, you first have to, you know, show that you respect the other side. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club album has a lot going for it. For one thing, it is remarkable how well it all hangs together. From beginning to end, start to finish, it feels like one big chunk and that's a beautiful thing in an album. That's exactly what you want from an album, right? Yes. Here's what it doesn't have. It doesn't have the variety of the White Album. The White Album from top to bottom is bringing you on a voyage to all four corners of the earth. It's bringing you up and down and left and right and inside out and right side out. And you, you, you never know what's coming next. And each, each journey is a treat and a half. You, you're going to be making discoveries on every single little cobble uh, footpath that you pass over on a Babylon Brook. Sgt. Pepper's is obviously an incredible album, but it's an incredible album of one flavor. A wonderful flavor, perhaps the best flavor, but it is only one psychedelic flavor. White album, that's that's the whole fucking Baskin Robbins. You're you're given a spoon and you get to go through and taste every single little ice cream in there, mm-hmm. and that, dear audience, is why I say <laughs> that the White Album is superior to Sgt. Pepper's. Now, please, the floor is yours, Scott. So here's the thing. Sgt. Pepper's is the best sequencing that the Beatles ever did. Yes. From top and to tail. Perhaps that anyone has ever done. It's, it's, it's near perfection. True. Possibly yeah. true. One of the best sequences. 
the White Album, while not all the songs are some of their best, most of them are. And not only that, if Sgt. Pepper's is the best sequenced album they've ever made, the White Album contains the best songwriting, not only that Lennon and McCartney did, but George Harrison did, and Ringo Starr. Oh, you got me on Ringo. Because <laughs> You got me on Ringo. Dude, I mean, yeah. Rocky Raccoon, that's mm-hmm. a great fucking song. Like, Piggies by Harrison, that's one of his best. One of his best. Everybody kind of gives it, you know, him something. And of course, you know, while my guitar gently weeps and shit. But Piggies is a great fucking song. You got the runs on the on the harpsichord. It's, you know, it, Harrison went Baroque for a minute. You, no one expected that from him. The White Album, it's just, I mean, Martha, my dear, that shows basically, you know, McCartney's c- composition chops. You got fucking, you know, uh, uh, Revolution 9. That's that's basically the the, the nascent uh, beginnings of uh, of uh, Lennon's kind of foray into noise and experimentation. And this just there's so much good on the White Album. It is this Leviathan. It is this Cthulhu of a record that just rises out of the ground and it just dwarfs everything around it. Now, Sgt. Pepper's I love. Is it their best album? maybe, but it's not the best songwriting they've ever done. That resides on the White Album, and so I got to give it to the White Album, too. While you were saying that, Mm -hmm. I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's why. Here's why. Because you convinced me. Your, 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 Your thing convinced me, because here's why. Because you were referring to Sgt. Pepper's as a perfectly sequenced album. Mm-hmm. The White Album is barely an album. The White, because that's what we're here to debate. We're not debating the best songs. We're debating the best album. Right. And Sgt. Pepper's is the best album between those two. I, I still debate that I enjoy the White Album more, that I think it has superior songwriting, more variety, more everything, honestly. But Sgt. Pepper's is the superior album between the two. Please... The floor is yours. <laughs> Continue. See, you know, there's a little wrench in my spokes. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I wasn't expecting to change my mind. But I also wasn't expecting, expecting fucking White Album to go up against Sgt. Pepper's. I know. Or at least not to the final round. This isn't even the final round yet. The final round is going to be a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. The fact that the, the fact that, see, this is my problem with the bracket system mm-hmm. is that Sgt. Pepper versus the White Album should be the finals. That's yeah. why the bracket system is an imperfect system because yeah. the fact that the you two, never know where you're going to end up. Yeah, the yeah. two best did not get to the end is what mm-hmm. makes the bracket system imperfect. And so, yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> currently contemplating legal action mm-hmm. against the uh, you know Lord and Lady Bracket. Um, all right, here's how I'm going to go with this because I, the one thing that I get a little eye rolly about is, um, okay, Sgt. Pepper is a perfectly sequenced album, that's true. But if we're going to get into the history of the Beatles a little bit, they gave up on the whole concept album thing after two songs, and then the the reprise at the end. The rest of it is just a bunch of songs that they had written. 
Yeah, you know, fuck you, Beatles. Yeah, yeah. you got Sgt. Pepper's yeah. Lonely Hearts Club Band at the beginning. They, they they toss it over to Billy Shears. Billy Shears <laughs> sings a good song there. And then they just go kaplunk, and the whole thing falls apart. And then it's basically just an, like an amalgamation of songs. Now, songs that went together very well, sequenced very yeah. well, yes. Yeah. But let's stop pretending the Beatles had a fucking plan. They had a plan, and they gave up after two songs. Now. But then why does it hang so well together? That is George. I really yeah. do think that was George Martin. Now. The White Album, we're, it's so vast and it's so long and we're so used to thinking of it, excuse me, as this amalgamation of all four Beatles kind of doing their own thing, which is true, but mm-hmm. it is also sequenced very, very well. Because think about it. Side you know what? One. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. <laughs> all right. You know what else convinced me? What? Me looking at the back of the album and looking at all these fucking <laughs> Seriously. tracks. Seriously. Just seeing Wild Honey Pie. Even that. What? And I'll tell you. And I'll tell you one thing that Sergeant Pepper's does not have. What's that? So there are many things about albums, albums proper, that I really mm-hmm. appreciate. I appreciate a good opening. I appreciate a good closing. Now, you end uh, 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 the White Album, this vast monolith, this leviathan of a record, with a beautiful, twinkling, wistful good night. If Sgt. Pepper's had ended with the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise, that would be a great book-ended record. Now... They said, nah, we're going to add one more. And it's, of course, A Day in the Life, one of the best Beatles songs of all time. But that's my problem with the end of Abbey Road, too. They have, like, the end, and then they have that little tack on on the end there where you go, the OCD in me goes like, no, 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 no. You already said the end. But here at the end of the White Album, they say goodnight, and they don't go, you know what? We'll throw Penny Lane on there, too. They say goodnight, and that's the fucking end, and it's beautiful. So I got to give that to the White Album. And it comes right after Revolution number nine, I know. too. Not, White Album wins. Yeah. White Album wins. It, it was it was a good battle. Yeah. It was very close, but White Album I know, Miss, I know, Sergeant Pepper, you're a military man, but you lost the battle this time. <laughs> All right. Now, now that ended the semifinals. Oh, boy. Now we're in the finals? Um, this is the finals, and then there will be the bronze match to see who got third place. Okay. 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 Here are the finals. This is going to be really easy because <laughs> I think we've already done all the fighting in the previous rounds. Yeah. This is going to be The Beatles, aka The White Album. Right. Half of what I say is meaningless. But I say it just to reach you. Versus Magical Mystery Tour. Penny Lane, there is a bar showing photographs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. Listen, Magical Mystery Tour is a worthy, worthy adversary, much like Sgt. Pepper was. Yeah. But I, I shocker, the White Album is the best <laughs> Beatles album. Now, here's the funny thing. I know that there are millions upon millions of people out there that would heartily disagree with us because most people that I've met consider Sgt. Pepper's to be the unimpeachable best Beatles record. Yeah, no, and and I think on a different day, you and you and I would agree with that, depending yeah. upon the day. But not on but, this day. Uh, no, no, no. no I, I think that's that goes without saying. That's that's just that, you know. Yeah, that's true. And uh, that 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 also means 
that uh, we have, yeah, Rubber Soul versus Sergeant Peppers to see who gets third place. Oh, Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Wait, so, <laughs> I think we I need also, to rejigger this. I, I think you're right, though, because I think you're right, because Magical Mystery Tour should not get second place. No, Sergeant Pepper should no. get second place. Magical Mystery Tour so, can absolutely have third place. So wait, so brackets are bullshit? Brackets huh. are bullshit. <laughs> so this this is not a good way to objectively well, determine. See, I think the problem is it has to go with seeds, right? Like if yeah. if if you if you polled yeah. like two thousand people or maybe five thousand people about what the best Beatles records were, you would have different seeded records. And so you 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 base your brackets on the seeds. And I don't know how you you formed the brackets for these, or if it was like a random randomly generated kind of thing. Randomly generated, yes. So that's why it's imperfect. Like if you had the yeah. actual like the seeds, then I think that uh, Sergeant Pepper and uh, White Album would not go against each other until they got to the final round because and they were especially both top I think seed. if they had multiple games per if it wasn't single elimination I'm saying words I don't really understand right now neither do I this, I also didn't understand this. anything I just said prior to what you just said <laughs> I know that this is single elimination yeah. brackets yeah. I think we need like tournament style is a word <laughs> like I'm Mortal saying Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah Okay. But okay. But that's that's understandable. Um uh so successful, but perhaps not as successful as we wanted. Yeah. Because Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band got third and Magical Mystery Tour got second. That's not so, right. so just just to recap, the these are the top three. Number one, the Beatles, the White Album. Mm-hmm. Number two, Magical Mystery Tour. Number three, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. And the number four rubber sole. Here's the thing. It's close. I got I gotta it's stop close. you for a second. Huh. Just the way you listing them right now, maybe brackets aren't bullshit. Cause I kind of agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. I love Sgt. Yeah. Pepper. I don't want anybody yeah. to think that I don't love Sgt. Pepper. It's one of right, the best. Right. I remember right. spending days going between the mono and the stereo, like literally passing back and forth just to see what the differences were in little minute yeah. sections of the songs. And I love, I mean, if we're talking mono Sergeant Pepper, come on, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. But I really love Magical Mystery Tour. I really do. And if you were to give me both right now and say, you want to listen to Sergeant Pepper or Magical Mystery Tour, I'm going to choose Magical, Magical Mystery, Mystery Tour. Tour. Yeah. So maybe and you know why? Because it's the surprisability. Yes. Because right now in yours and my and a lot of people's lives, we've listened to Sgt. Pepper's 5,000 times. Yeah. It's, it's imprinted on us. Yeah. Magical Mystery Tour still has a surprise or two. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's basically it. Fuck. Maybe these brackets are good. <sighs> we'll be, we're we're going to have to try this again sometime with, with a different artist and see if it holds up. The Beatles. Debatably. <laughs> but the Ruddles. Because <laughs> debatably, this, 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 uh, this, this did work out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, um, I, I, I got to, it's getting late in the day. I got to start uh, uh, packing stuff up, you know, getting ready for, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Closing time? Uh, that's the one. <laughs> like semi-sonic? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, listen, they do say nothing the fact that the post office closed like an hour ago. So I'm... <laughs> yeah, you're running late. <laughs> I've still got like three or four blocks worth of mail to deliver. So I, I got to go. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I think we got to start closing up here. 
But uh, let's uh, you and I quickly restock the employee recommendation rack. Okay. So we'll, we'll go we'll go around. We'll find find some things we want to put up there. Maybe, maybe some uh, Beatles related things. You know, we're on a Beatles kick. Let's talk about the things that were not in these thirteen albums. So we'll split up. We'll go get some things. We'll come right back. Let's do it. Okay. At Blackstone, we're investing in tomorrow, supporting the companies transforming what it means to be sustainable and the leaders creating a stronger, greener economy as they grow. At Blackstone, investing is about accelerating growth for good. Learn more at blackstone.com slash beyondreturns. It's a story that captivated the nation. Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings known as the Doherty Gang go on a 15-state crime spree, evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons. Dylan, Ryan, and Lee Grace had nothing left to lose. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Now, for the very first time, exclusive interviews with Doherty's from behind bars. This call is from a federal prison. My sister's a crazy one. I was working at two different strip clubs doing a very large amount of drugs. My brother's a muscle. The last time I spoke to my dad told me, look out for your little brother. Something I really took to heart. The youngest is the brain. How far would you run for your freedom? There's some things that you just can't take back. You've already started this party. You might as well have fun. And that's what we did. Listen to The Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Kristen Nobles, and I am the host of a new podcast called Close to the Chest with Kristen and Christine. I have been chronically ill for over 20 years, and a doctor told me she believed that my breast implants were causing an autoimmune disease that was attacking my body. That is when I learned about breast implant illness. This disease is not my fault. I am not going to allow BII to define who I am. Listen to Close to the Chest with Kristen and Christine every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, uh, we're back, uh, but time to uh, restock the employee recommendation rack. Uh, Tara's not here, so Scott, I'm going to need you to put something on the shelf in Tara's honor, please. Okay. Uh, and wait, 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 wait. And while we're at it, uh-huh. we got to make it Beatles because oh, well, we're talking Beatles today. <laughs> we're, we're talking Beatles. We got 13 Beatles albums here, but these these are the canon. Mm-hmm. We need something outside the canon to pop onto the shelf and go, all right, yes, the Beatles are great, but don't just stick to those 13. Broaden your horizons. Like we were saying, check out the movies. They're all good. All four of the movies. True. Fucking Although, And I cannot epic. wait to see Peter Jackson's um, uh, Let It Be where he went and like found all the footage that had never been released, remixed it into one big yeah. movie. And like, have you seen what he's yeah. been able to do with like uh, 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 like digital remastering, like old footage? It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like very excited is. to see the Let It Be thing. I, I, I have the highest hopes and the lowest expectations, which is exactly where I should be, yep. you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love Beatles movies. Um, that one uh, Beatles anthology documentary, of course, is just 
wonderful. The best. If, if anyone in the world hasn't seen that, I almost want to put that whole box box set up here because it is just a treat. Uh, the only reason I'm not is because it's so epically big that many people are just turned off automatically by seeing like, you know, a a, a several hour documentary. Yeah. They go, eh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those, those that want several hours of documentary footage about the Beatles, they, they know where to get it. I have so many good memories, though, of that when it first aired. I would, it was my dad and I like every night because I think they showed it like four nights multiple nights in a row yeah yeah yeah. and so every night like I'd get back from school we'd make dinner and then like we'd watch the Beatles anthology on TV it was great it was a great time to be alive. Yeah. I mean, I remember how into the Beatles everyone was at that brief mm-hmm. moment. Total like Beatle and, fever again. Oh, absolutely. And and, and uh, I, I guess that brings me into my recommendation for this shelf here. Um, my first favorite Beatles album, the first Beatles album I ever owned, thanks to my older brother. He he uh, was either given this or bought this album. And then he was, was like, eh, whatever. And so he gave it to me. And so it, it's now still in my, in, my, in my collection. It's still one of my favorites, mm-hmm. which which is Beatles Anthology 2. So Beatles Anthology 1 is, of course, great. It's, uh, you know, all their, like, you know, skiffle days. Mm-hmm. It's them doing covers, them being their a string Hamburg. Yeah, they're a rock and roll band. You know what I mean? And it's great. It's fun to hear all that stuff. You know, it feels very fly on the wall for... Just, just you know, their formative years. Mm-hmm. I also really love uh, Beatles Anthology Three, mostly because it actually gives me a little reason to like Latter Day Beatles mm-hmm. more. It's not that I hate Latter Day's Beatle, of course, but it's my least favorite Beatles. Is you know the Let It Be era. It's it's not what I like. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. So so um. When I listen to Beatles Anthology 3, it puts it in a slightly different light. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can appreciate it for something a little more. Yeah. But but Beatles Anthology 2. It's, I mean, it's that's taking, the gooey part of the cinnamon roll. Oh, it, it's taking something that's good, a cinnamon roll. Yeah. And then just finding just the best bits. Oh, yeah. The rare bits. Oh, yeah. The bits you just have to savor. You know, like the middle of a cinnamon roll, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> and... And it's uh, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 um, alternate takes the the when they play like the multiple versions of something in a row oh, each like time, like Fields. further honing. Yes, like yeah. I think Strawberry Fields should be played four times in a row every time I hear it. <laughs> and there's you know? also these little moments like they uh, they have a version of Andrew Bird can sing where John and Paul cannot sing because they just break into laughter every yes. two seconds. It's glorious. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's just all these little moments like Paul's broken a glass, broken a glass, broken a glass, Paul's broken. And then there and then you of course something as simple as I remember first hearing this back then when we got because we got the anthology two on tape and we played it in our car. Mm -hmm. Eleanor Rigby strings only. Perfect. Genius. Never would have thought of that as a kid. I mean like, oh my God, that's brilliant. It's one of the prettiest songs ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it also um um contains my favorite Beatles song, which is this is I, I, this is dumb. I'm about to say something dumb, but it's the truth. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know my name. Look up the number. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. Period. Yep. And it, I I I would like to say it is my favorite. It, it's 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 it can't be true. It can't be true. <laughs> Why but not? In my in my head, that is the truth. Is that you know my name? Look up the number. One of the silliest Beatles songs ever. Wait, you is also my favorite. You know. You know, <laughs> sorry, 
they're all doing silly voices oh, yeah. and it switches from like theme to theme. Like it feels like a fiery furnaces song. And I mean that in the highest compliment no, I, I could course. give it. Yeah. 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 It's when most bands try to do like a funny, silly song, it just a funny, silly song. When the Beatles do a funny, silly song, it's one of their best songs ever. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so that is my recommendation. It's uh, the Beatles anthology too. It is the gooey center of the cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. That, that is concentrated sugar oh. and salt and 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 it's it's so it's so much softer and gooier because it's like almost raw. <laughs> See this 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 metaphor it works. <laughs> yeah, now I really want a fucking cinnamon roll now though. I had one yesterday morning. It was fucking boss. <laughs> I, I assume it was. It was a fucking cinnamon roll. There's nothing wrong yeah. with the cinnamon roll. You can't be nope. like I had a cinnamon roll and then my day just sucked. Like no, it's <laughs> their cinnamon rolls are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's mine. Uh, I highly recommend it. I think everyone should buy Beatles Anthology too. It's 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 the it's the pinnacle. Yeah. It, to, to me, it's the best. Yeah. And um, I don't think enough people listen to it. I think everyone at the time, like when Beatles Anthology Mania was mm-hmm. hitting the streets, what was that? Ninety seven or so, something like that. Uh, Ninety six. Anthology was like yeah, ninety six. I think. Yeah. When that was happening, everybody was listening to Anthology yeah. all the time. All, all, all of us little kids were suddenly into the Beatles mm-hmm. again. You know, it's like, why were these middle schoolers into the Beatles? Because, because we we were there for the for the thick of the Beatles Anthology mania. Yeah. But I think past that, past the mania, people forget about the Anthology documentaries and the Anthology albums, and I think they got to check them out. Completely period. agree. All right, how about you, Scott? What, what, this is this is in lieu of Terra. What, what are we putting on the uh, the wall that is non-canonically Beatles? Yes, though I am not an employee, I will put up, uh, and we mentioned it earlier, the soundtrack to the Cirque du Soleil show in Las Vegas, uh, Beatles Love. Mm. Now, I don't think I'm alone in saying that when I first heard of this project, I kind of bristled a little bit. Yeah. Because the Beatles are in such a high echelon. They're in the highest shelf up with there with the best of the cinnamon rolls that (laughs) you just, you don't want to fuck with it. You just don't like, Mm -hmm. just like leave it alone. It's fine. It's the Beatles. But when I found out that it was Giles Martin, George Martin's son, doing it with his dad at the same time in the sound booth together in like the little production thing in front of the mixer, it's like, okay, Let's give this a shot. And lo and behold, one of my favorite Beatles experiences in recent memory. And I remember I was with you when we got this record and we put it in mm-hmm. and said, this is like a new Beatles record because it's it's everything you, 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 you know, that was all the rage back when, when these things were the rage. It's a mashup album. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, and but the mashups were so brilliant. And the fact that nothing was added that wasn't played by the Beatles. Everything in there is still Beatles play. They used outtakes. They used, you know, extra pieces, the parts that weren't used. And some then, pieces played backwards, some like for Sun backwards. King. Yeah. Then there are moments like Octopus's Garden, which was a song I already liked. But on this record, it never gets more beautiful when Ringo is singing and the strings from Goodnight come in. Yeah. It just does not get better than that. And like that yeah. to me, when I listen to Abbey Road and Octopus's Garden come on, uh, Octopus's Garden comes on, I'm disappointed that the strings from Good Night aren't in there. I'm like, oh man, that was such a better version of that song. 
Like it's, that's how good it is. And I can feel good in saying that. So go, go, go listen to it. It's, it's a really fun, if you haven't heard it, you're going to be delighted because you're going to go, oh my God, look at that little piece of that is in there and that's in there and that's in there. And it's really, really fun. But because I'm not an employee, I'm going to give one extra little thing that I know you'll agree with. Mm -hmm. That's nothing you can sell in this store. Go into YouTube and type the Muppet Show, I'm Looking Through You. Oh, yes. You get a couple little ghosts singing it. It's fantastic. No, I I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, that, I think that counts as non-canonical Beatles. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, And one more nice thing I'll say about... Uh, the love soundtrack yeah. um, is that when that came out, that predated all of the Beatles remasters. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time we had heard remastered Beatles in a modern era. And it was something special because it was so clean and so shiny, way more than anything else we had heard. Yeah. And then we got the Beatles remastered albums a few years later. Well, 9909. Right, right, right. And it was it was epic. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, no, it, it just, especially at that moment, it felt so shiny and new in the ears. It felt like a brand new thing. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I guess kind of like the anthology thing. I bet it, it is tarnished a bit by not being in the moment. But uh, it was very special when it first came out. And I still think it's very special. I, I, to me, love is like a Beatles sampler. It's like if you're if you want to listen to the Beatles, but you don't want to put on one of the albums, it's the best way to do it. You know, yeah. Or like you're like, not sure what flavor you want. You yeah. Know? If you're like, I want to go through the entire Beatles discography, but I don't have the time, put on Love. You'll get basically a little bit of everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. If there is a best version of the Beatles' greatest hits, it's Love. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wonderful. Um, well, hey, uh, customers, all you back there, uh, thanks for coming in today. And uh, uh, Scott, of course, thank you for coming in. I, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for having me. I know it's your job to stop by here and drop off yeah, the mail. Yeah, it's not my job to stay here for hours. <laughs> exactly. So I appreciate that part. <laughs> you get fired. <laughs> but, uh, but I must say that the store is officially closed. Uh, so happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Colleen Wolf from Thursday Night Football and Good Morning Football Weekend. And I'm Ricky Hollywood from Around the NFL and the broadcast. On our new podcast, Split Ends, Ricky and I will be coming to you every week to talk about all the important and unimportant storylines in the football world. Join us for the stories on and off the field that matter. And some don't, but we think they're interesting, so we're going to talk about them anyway. We'll break down games, news stories, tweets, interviews, whatever it takes to cover the ins and outs of the NFL world. We're here to talk you through it. Just a couple of best friends talking ball. Listen to Split Ends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've all felt left out. 
And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extremely cool and chill, if I do say so myself. In our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird? We'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of your favorite comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities. Sorry, we're major. Listen to How Did We Get Weird from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.